following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Napa know-how. It's Love Your Car Month at Napa. And to show your car the love, get a Napa bucket for $2.99 and save 20% on almost everything you can fit inside, like car wash, car wax, and tire shine. So save some cash and look good doing it by getting 20% off with the Napa bucket. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. Minimum three items may not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 4 19 Welcome to the Forbes Sports Money Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Ozanian. On this show, we talk about the business of sports. For today's show, we hear Mike interview Rob Manfred, the commissioner for Major League Baseball. The chat took place in September of last year. Rob, how did going to Cornell help your career? Well, I think that the ILR School at Cornell gave me an educational foundation, particularly in the analytical area, that has been really important to me getting a foothold in baseball and in the success that I've had in the sport. So much is changing in the distribution of sports content right now. I think symbolized by the Disney ESPN deal with Major League Baseball Advanced Media. Where do you see the future of distributing content in baseball headed? Well, I think that baseball um, will remain a part of the cable bundle. There will always be a core cable bundle. Um, People are going to want the variety that's associated with that bundle, and that will remain part of our distribution picture. But I also think it's important, and it's what BAMTech and that transaction was all about, that we make sure that we're available to baseball fans on all sorts of platforms, including people who are outside the cable bundle, and I think BAMTech BAMTech is crucial to filling that need. And breaking away to say thank you to Veridesk and Rocket Mortgage for their support of our show, Forbes Sports Money. More about those companies later in the show. Jerry Jones said to me, uh, the NFL will always be on live TV, that it was very important on free television, free broadcast. Uh, Do you agree with that in terms of baseball? Yeah, I think baseball will be a television product. always. Uh, But I do think because of the length of our season, the number of games we have, we have to be a little more creative in terms of using other platforms to make our games available. Those platforms, you know, uh, reading a lot about uh, virtual multi-content distributors, YouTube, Roku, all those things, what type of potential do those hold for baseball? Well, I think it's a way that you get at a a younger audience. Um, People who, you know, younger people predominantly those who opt out of the cable model. I think those platforms are places where we can get at young fans. I think if you do some creative things in the way games are presented on those platforms, um, you can make the games uh, more appealing to an audience that may have a little uh, uh, shorter attention span and is more used to uh, video where there are multiple things going on. The demographics for baseball seem to now be trending down. The audience is getting younger, and that was a concern for a while uh, that the demographics were getting too old in baseball. Do you think part of that is because more content's being streamed? You know, I I don't know. I think that um, it's a combination of three things. I think we've worked very hard in the youth space in terms of youth participation. Um, That's the best way to get young fans is get young people engaged with the game. 
Uh, secondly, I think the clubs do a fantastic job about getting families into ballparks. We have a family-friendly environment in our ballparks, and that's another way that people become fans and get hooked on the game. And then I think the third piece is technology. I mean, it started with at-bat, and it's moved on to streaming platforms. I just think it's important if you want younger fans, you have to be on the platforms that they like. Mm. One of the platforms, they like the app, where I think it's for about $85, you can get all of your games streamed. You can either watch it on the big flat screen through Roku, or you can get the app, and I think for 110 bucks, you get every game. How has that service been trending in terms of subscribers? Well, look, it's been very successful for us. You know, we were the, really the first over-the-top direct-to-consumer sports product. I mean, it started uh, a, really a revolution um, that led to BAM Tech and the partnership with Disney, and it continues to grow for us in terms of the numbers of subscribers. We run about 10 to 12% a year in terms of in- increased subscribers for that product. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Support for the Forbes Sports Money podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decided to ask why. Why can't clients get approved in minutes rather than weeks? Why can't they make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? And why can't there be a client-focused technological mortgage revolution? Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage you get a transparent, online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Forbes. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Now, I didn't go to Cornell. I'm not a math expert or really smart like you. But my quick math is telling me when ESPN bought its first, uh, I guess, one-third of BAM Tech, the whole thing was valued at a billion. When they came in and, and, and increased the stake to 75%, excuse me, 3 billion. And then when they came in and bought the rest up to 75%, in less than a year, it was valued at 3.75 billion. What makes BAM Tech so valuable? Well, it was a shade under that, but um, in terms of the second valuation, but I, I think it was a standard control premium. Um, I think that, you know, Owning a third is one thing. Owning the right to control the business is part of it. Um, secondly, I think that people remain really optimistic about the potential of that business, um, not only in terms of the multi-sport product, but now that Disney has control, um, the product that they'll have on the more traditional entertainment side. I'm a big fan of BAM, but now with Disney controlling BAM Tech, do I need to be worried or nervous about the future of BAM Tech? I I, I would not. I think that um, the person that uh, Bob, myself, Bob Iger, and Kevin Mayer from Disney selected to run BAM Tech, uh, Michael Paul is an outstanding executive, uh, came to us from from Amazon. Um, We had a great slate of candidates, and Michael was the unanimous choice. So um, I think there's real vision there. Um, Secondly, I think that the... um, 
Disney's commitment to this business in terms of it being a core part of its strategy will make it a success moving forward. It's a real priority for them. Talk about demographics. I thought the game in Williamsport was phenomenal. My entire family, very three different demographics, were totally engrossed. Me, my wife, and our 10-year-old daughter. Whose idea was it? And, and when you look at it, uh, I guess as an experiment, if you will, uh, do you think it was successful? Well, it was Tony Petiti's idea. Tony's the chief operating officer at baseball. He was formerly the head of our network, and before that it was the executive producer at CBS Sports. Really creative guy, uh, big idea guy. Um, it was a unique opportunity for us to showcase our partnership with Little League Baseball and our focus on young people. Um, we don't see it as an experiment. We see it as a core part of our marketing strategy going forward. Um, it's very difficult. Um, to buy or uh, commercially acquire the kind of promotion and buzz that you get from an event like Williamsport. And um, we're going to be out there uh, looking for other ideas to create that kind of buzz. And I think it's pretty clear we're going to be back at Williamsport next year. How is baseball growing internationally, in particular uh, with its media rights and streaming and so forth? Well, you know, it's really a, a market-by-market approach. Um, you know, in places like China, um, where there's not a long history and tradition of baseball, we're making content available, most of it free, over the top, trying to develop that cult, uh, trying to develop interest, and we, we've been really successful. Actually, one of the most popular television shows in China was a baseball-themed show. Um, so that's the strategy in a country like that. Obviously different in, in countries like Japan, Taiwan, where long baseball culture, it's important for us in those markets to go, take our game, let people see Major League Baseball live and in person. How long do you think, Rob, before you get, someone gets to the point, let's say they're looking to, to buy a baseball team, where the percentage of revenue that comes from outside the United States for media rights, for example, would, would, would be an important part of that decision, a significant part of the revenue pie. I, I think in, you're going to see that in the next decade. Um, I think there's real opportunity for us in, in countries close to home that have a baseball culture. I didn't men mention Mexico. Uh, we're working really hard to in, uh, improve our relationship with the professional leagues in Mexico, make sure that we're reaching into that market, um, making headway in terms of people watching, consuming, engaging with Major League Baseball. With BAM Tech, more or less, most of it now siphoned off, what does the future hold for the rest of BAM in terms of its growth strategy? Well, remember, um, the only thing that we sold in the BAM Tech transaction was a tech technology capability. Um, all of the content, the baseball content, um, remained on the MLB Advanced Media side of the house. Um, MLB Advanced Media will continue to exploit that content in exciting new ways. Even while BAM Tech was developing, things like PitchCast, StatCast came along. Um, we've been very active in the virtual reality space, and I think you will see those technology developments continue to come out of Advanced Media. When it comes to local television rights, do you see the current system where if a team has an RSN, controls those rights, sell it, sells it to the RSN, and that RSN essentially uh, owns those rights even for streaming in the local market, do you see that staying more or less the same in the near future? Or do, you, or do you see an opportunity? I always think of football as being the extreme example where they're selling 
rights per device, if you will, uh, moving towards something like that? I I think that um, the tradition in baseball of teams controlling their local rights will continue. And I think it's it's very different from football just because of the amount of content involved. You have 162 games. Um, We are uniquely positioned to sell that content locally. Now, while I don't see that local control changing, I think you're going to see more and more variation. You know, um, it used to be or it has been that, you know, most teams have an RSN and that's who controls the content and the club collects a rights fee. Or, you know, there's the few club-owned RSNs out there still. I think you're going to see clubs experiment with multiple platforms, a, a combination of methods of distribution in order to maximize the revenue in their local markets. And it's going to vary. Um, What works in Chicago may not be what works in Cincinnati. And we'll be right back after this quick break. It's the new year and lots of us are at least thinking about ways in which we can be happier and healthier. Maybe we'll take in some yoga, cook up better dinners, or perhaps try a standing desk like Veridesk. Veridesk turns your desk into a standing desk so you're more active than sitting all day. Standing more and sitting less can lead to more energy less back pain, and more productivity. Check out Veridesk risk-free for 30 days with free shipping both ways. See it for yourself at veridesk.com. That's V-A-R-I-desk.com. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Do you see any of this, uh, the trend in people cutting cords or the, the trend in uh, no longer bundling packages? What do you think that means for the future of rights fees in baseball? Well, I, I think overall... Our economics are going to be remain strong. I think that um, being a content owner is a great place to be. It may be that we need to collect part of our economics from the cable bundle and part of it from over-the-top delivery, direct-to-consumer. But I think overall the economics will continue to be strong because people want live sports programming. It seems like no matter who I speak to, though, this is probably because it's impossible, no one really knows how content is going to be consumed. You know, it's changing so rapidly. Uh, Historically, the deals, uh, whether they be for regional sports networks or for the national media deals, have been long-term, you know, especially when you compare it to, let's say, like the English Premier League and soccer or Europe. Those deals all seem to be like three years. Um, Will, will we see, see a shift to maybe shorter-term deals only because the, everything's changing so fast? Yeah, you know, one of the reasons I think people don't have the answer is that um, the change came faster than people expected it to come. And the more people look at change, the more some people start to think that um, we're going to go through a period of time and we may end up back um, looking more like Uh, the traditional cable bundle. And what do I mean by that? Um, You know, we may go through a period of time where people are experimenting with a la carte and direct-to-consumer, but it may be over time that people realize the cable bundle was a really efficient way 
to deliver massive amounts of choice in programming. If you get into a real a la carte model, the number of choices are going to go down. So maybe it won't be by cable, maybe it'll be over the top, but there may be people who step in and begin to aggregate content in the same way that the cable distributors did. Uh, esports has become increasingly popular. The NBA has, is starting its own esports league. What are your thoughts on that for baseball? Tremendous opportunity for us two ways. It's an important part of BAMTEC's business in terms of League of Legends powering their games and and that opportunity. But I also think that um, there will be um, baseball activity in terms of esports. I think that the it's a natural development. Um, owners, leagues, right. competition just makes perfect sense for us. Great. Thank you so much, Rob. That's it for this episode of Forbes Sports Money. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with a comment or question, please email us at sportsmoney at podcastone.com. That's O-N-E dot com. Podcast One remembers broadcasting legend Dick Enberg. A hearty welcome to Steve Kerr. What a thrill to have listened to you all these years. He's basketball Hall of Famer John Calipari. You uh, still have a great voice of all time. Tennis Hall of Famer Billie Jean King. I just hope everyone listening understands what an icon you are. He's my all-American friend Bill Walton. Dick Enberg, I love you. Listen to his amazing stories and his final interviews on Sound of Success, the Dick Enberg Podcast. Only on Podcast One or the Podcast One app. They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him. Always in the gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way, and he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, he realized the pros were all way better than him. So Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch, which was awesome. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. London police have arrested Julian Assange on extradition charges to the United States, as well as for violating his bail. Assange is accused of publishing classified documents through WikiLeaks. In 2010, he told Sky News he was worried about what the U.S. might do to him. The United States recently has shown that its institutions seem to be failing. Uh, they are failing to follow the rule of law. And with dealing with a superpower that does not appear to be following, following the rule of law, is a serious business. He also said in 2010 the U.S. officials had threatened him and those associated with him. There has been many calls by senior political figures uh, in the United States, uh, including elected ones in the Senate, uh, for my execution, uh, the kidnapping of my staff. Edward Snowden, the former security contractor who leaked classified information about U.S. surveillance programs, says the arrest of Assange is a blow to media freedom. I'm Rita Foley.